Hello, kangaroo chasers. It's your boy, Big T, heading us off in the first part, and then we've got the carbonara in the second part with some excellent Irish tales. Let's hit it. It's episode 84. You're listening to Chasing Kangaroos, the rugby league podcast for fans who are passionate about seeing the game played in more places. Okay, let's do it. Let's get some golden points done, diddly on, then we'll move into our excellent Longhorns ep. Let's start with some P&G golden points. Lay Tigers are one game away from a perfect season after continuing their undefeated streak. That's my boys, 22-12 to 12 last week with Mendy Murax. I'm doing a terrible job of pronouncing it, but if you want to know actually how to pronounce it and the full story of how well our Lay Tigers are going, when I say our, I mean my, you should be listening to Matt Church's mini-eps that we do with the Digicel Cup wrap each week. You've subscribed to this podcast and so you see them pop up. We're doing two episodes a week at the moment, guys, so you might not always see one or the other pop up, but you've got to get around our Digicel Cup-ness. Next golden point, over to Ireland, which is exactly what this whole episode is about. The Longhorns are the all-Ireland champions for the fourth time in a row after defeating the Galloway Tribesmen 24-10 to last Saturday. We've got Carbs talking to Emmett uh, Bahanhan, yeah, I'm not very good at reading people's last names. And Rowan, Michael, we've already spoken to Ryan before, so get around their great accents and their great points of view. It's coming up soon, but the Longhorns are doing such a great job. They're the Melbourne Storm or the Sydney Roosters of um, Irish football. Congratulations to them. Golden point to the USA. The friendly in Ohio ended in a 74-14 to win for, the Cleveland, uh, for Cleveland over the Nova Eagles. It's what Carbs would call a shellacking, but we know that the 14 is an excellent sign because we can see there that there is attack and belief and constant movement. So great job of the Eagles even getting 14 in. Congratulations to Mont Gaddis and Ryan Burrows for getting the game off the ground. It's generating a fair bit of interest on the socials. You know, I love my socials. Carbs has been so great on the socials, and so we can see how great a job they're doing up there. Nova continued their COVID-friendly win streak after defeating the Delaware Black Foxes earlier this year. And despite the scoreline, Carbs also agrees that there's something special happening in Cleveland. And by the way, how rad is that, their emblem? I'm not sure if we talked about it already, but you know I listen, guys, but I don't always listen. The Cleveland badge is fantastic. If I haven't said it yet on record, here I am. Meanwhile, in Tampa, all five USARL Southern Conference teams gathered for a day of training, skill sessions, and a 13-on-13 exhibition. Both events drew dozens of new players who never played rugby league, so we can just see that the USA is doing such a great job during this COVID time. Loving it. Keep it up, everyone, boys and girls in the USA. Okay, let's go to Oceania. Golden point to Oceania. So Carbs did mention that the Asia-Pacific Rugby League competition was going to be canned. The Oceania Cup was going to be canned, and that's beneficial. Uh, there might be a chance for the tournament to happen in 2021. Um, just so that there's something happening before the World Cup. But if anyone's listening to Cubs' rant about state of origin being at the end of the year, he also does not want internationals just thrown in willy-nilly during the year. So see how that goes. Or, as Cubs would say, watch this space. 
Golden point, my favourite golden point possibly of the week, Ghana and Greece. Club partnership formed between two of the newcomers to the, to the NRL, sorry, to the rugby league. Ghana and Greece are, anyone's been following closely, two absolute firebrands in the emerging nations world. There's both of those countries doing such a great job right down the junior levels, women's game, everything's happening in Greece. Ghana's also been pushing so well recently. I'm loving now that you can see a real combination. Ghana Scholars RLC and the Athens Raiders RLFC have announced a partnership between the two clubs for 2020-2021. The Scholars were runners-up in the Ghana Rugby League Championship earlier this year, while the Raiders are currently in preparation for their second season in the Greek, in the Greek Domestic Comp later this year. The clubs will also share a bunch of knowledge in of things like training and game day preparation, sponsorship and marketing, digital content and social media, so they should definitely hopefully be listening to Carbs' episode he did a couple of weeks ago about all of that stuff, operation and logistics, and then, of course, coaching, information and resources. resources, oh, resources. And we would know, listening to all of our other episodes from emerging uh, nations and competitions around the world, that coaching is such a key issue. So it's great to see those two nations forming a connection. Golden Point to New Zealand. New Zealand Rugby League has announced the NZRL National Competitions are back for 2020, bigger than ever before, uh, with the inclusion of the inaugural Sky Sport NZRL National Women's Premiership. Now, just to prove that I even listened to myself, this was a golden point that I put up months ago. They were talking about something like this happening, and it's great to see that it's actually coming to fruition, even in a time of COVID. Thanks to the support of the New Zealand government and the Sport New Zealand, the NZRL Men and Sky Sports Women Premiership competitions will kick off on October 3rd and proceed over four weeks with both finals expected to play in the last weekend of October, which is around about the time that the NRL is wrapping up. So it's great to see all premiership fixtures will be televised live on Sky Sports for our friends in New Zealand. Hopefully we can also see them here because there's one thing I love about New Zealand. It's the New Zealand Warriors. And if there's something else I love about New Zealand, it's honey. No, I do not mean the delicious honey. I think New Zealand do actually make uh, delicious honey. But, I mean, the captain of the New Zealand ferns, the Kiwi ferns, she's so rad, and it's great to see New Zealand Women's Rugby League doing so well. Speaking of doing so well, let's hear about how those Irish Longhorns have been doing it for so long, and let's get our friendly face, our fantastic voice, our leader, our captain, Mr. Carbonara. Go Cubs. All right, Kangaroo Chasers, we are back and we've got a very special treat tonight. We've got the four times uh, All-Irish Grand Final champions, the Longhorns. Um, they defeated the Galway Tribesmen 24 to 10 last weekend. And we've got first-time Kangaroo Chaser, Emmett Banahan. Welcome to the podcast, mate. <laughs> and we've got uh, second-time guest, Ronan Michael. Welcome back, buddy. Oh, cheers for having us. Yeah, what's the crack, crack lads? Everyone. I think Hope I said that well. right. Yeah, what's the crack lads? <laughs> I have it that. Sorry. Have it that. Boys, Sorry. I'll start yeah, with you, Emma. Tell us a little bit about yourself because we've all we've all heard from Roman, episode 61 of Chasing Kangaroos, Luck of the Irish. Go back and listen to that if you haven't already. But, Emmett, tell us a little bit about yourself, your rugby league career and, and your time at the Longhorns. Yeah, a bit like bit like Ronan's minus minus all the stardom, uh, if I'm honest. So got into rugby league um, through school, and um, I was a latecomer in 16 or 17. I got into it, and you know, first game yeah. I played, I was like, "Geez, this is unbelievable!" I couldn't, I couldn't, couldn't stop playing. 
Um, and then the famous Tony Dale. I was doing. I was playing with the Ireland under 19s and the Leinster under 19s at the, or at the time. And I was at, like I was doing well. I was, like I was, I was bagging tries everywhere. And Tony Dale, who's the, the godfather of rugby league in Ireland. Oh my God, Tony Dale is an absolute legend. Like he's uh, <laughs> for the wrong reasons and yep. the best reasons. Though. But any, but anyway, so he, he's like, Do you fancy coming down and playing with the Longhorns? I was like, yeah, go on. Why not? Like, so came down and uh, I haven't looked back since that first year. We got to our first All Ireland final, and I don't know. Like, it just I love the intensity of it. There was bigger lads. I think it was seventeen at the time. It was Jeremy Leaving, sir. So I don't know how the, the school system operates yep. in Australia, but we have our final exams in our secondary school, our high school, and I was playing in between them, and I loved it, absolutely loved it, and I just kept playing. And you know, over the last few years, like the culture around the team, uh, the Longhorns especially, has gotten better and better and better. And it's, they've they've provided me like Casey and Tony, and you know they've provided yep. us with brilliant technical training. Like we're not the biggest side in this, we're not the biggest side in the world. Even what Ronan on our team, we're not the biggest <laughs> side in the world. But, <laughs> Where we're, but we're not like, like that's the fact, like we're not. Um, so, but we're super technical and we'll play around the look. There's a guy who says, his name is Roar, you have to give him a shout out. He said we yeah. like the Western Sydney kind of play, uh, the way we play around, play around the look and stuff. So that's always a compliment if you're being, you yeah, know, like cool. teams out in Australia. Yeah. But yeah, just some, some student, I went down to the student rugby league world cup in Australia. I was like a few Irish, like few, uh, club Irish caps, not full senior internationals, but, you know, we'll see how that goes. Hopefully, hopefully one day. But yeah, that's really it. Four grand finals later, and I'm still loving it. The culture's getting better in the team. And sensational, man. Yeah, a few things there that I picked up. up on. So you you came to the Longhorns, and you guys haven't lost a uh, grand final since. Is that right? Did I hear that correctly? We haven't lost wow. a match in four years. <laughs> that's, in pr- that's, that's pretty good, man. And it yeah. sounds like you guys, so we'll talk a little bit more about the domestic league over there, but it sounds like the sort of training that you're getting is more rugby league specific training. If you're playing like a technical Western Sydney style of rugby league, you're not just a bunch of union boys that have gotten together to play league. You've got some rugby league specific training. No, we're not. No, you're dead right. You're dead right. Like we, we, the reason why we vet the tries and like the first, if you look at the first try card, it was a, it was a, a jab left. So I, I jumped out left, took the, took the marker five minutes, five meters away from his line, and then popped it back right. And I see, like, I picked that up from Cameron Smith. I watched Cameron Smith when I was 17 and 18. I, I really yep. liked how he was just really nippy around the rook. And I was like, I wanted to bring that in because it's fun as well. Because, you know, the, the marker might not bite in you and it makes you look good, especially if they're tired. So, um, popped it back into Creeby and Creeby just put his pinned ears back and went in under the post. He's done well, well put it beside the post. He's done well. He had four lads on him as well to get under. Uh, the second try, we, like, we, we played around the rook as well. Casey went down for a quick surrender tackle. And we were up the the first defender beside the rook was was nowhere to be seen. A little dummy, and then you know just lucky enough that I had some good before, before the match. Like <laughs> nice um, and then like all of our all of our tries came from the rook, Barry McConnelly, who just powered his way over. Like we were just we were cute, we were cute around the rook, and we just played we just played. Sounds good, away, man. Like, and and Ronan, yeah. you you were back at the club this year. How'd that all come about? Obviously, you were um last time we spoke, you were just coming back from the Canberra Raiders. You're settling at the Huddersfield Giants, and before I know it, here you are showing up for the Longhorns once again. How, firstly, how long has it been since you were you were there, um, and and what brought you back? Yeah, so it's been um it's been two years since I've last played at the Longhorns. Like I didn't even, I've never played in a an All Ireland final with the Longhorns. I was off to Huddersfield 
um, before the second All-Ireland and the the year of the first, or before the third All-Ireland maybe, not the second, and the year of the first, oh, no. I was too young. They said, nah, nah, you're only a nipper. You're not playing. You're not playing this year. You're, we have to look after you pretty much. And I said, nah, you're too young. You're not playing. Um, and then the next the next year, I got sent off to Huddersfield before the All-Ireland. So I, well. that, that's my first All-Ireland now. But I suppose um, I've just ended up back in Ireland longer than I would have hoped with this coronavirus. Uh, it's been, it seems like ages since I was last talking to you on the on the podcast, but so I I said, listen, I may as well kit out for for the long haul. You, well. yeah, you might as well. Come on, I was I was buzzing to get the get to play with the lads again because I've I've grown up every time I've been back playing rugby yeah. league. I've been with all these same lads, you know, whether it's been with the nineteens or whether it's been with me trying to get involved with a club's training session or any time I'm back over I'm, or even if it's just a session with the Longhorns to actually get to play a full season yeah. although it was short with these boys was just it was just class because I could really put in what I picked up into the, the team and say no like let's go about things this way if we can and let the take in like a different I suppose a different perspective as well from from these lads because they the game is played differently over here than than it is maybe in England or Australia, but take in like a load of different opinions and perspectives and go from there. So I, I ended up in Ireland longer than I would have would have liked, I suppose. I would have liked to be back over in England or Huddersfield now. But I got to win an all Ireland for the four, fourth time with my old amateur club. So it's not like it's not all negative, you know, it was it was a class experience. And to be to be honest, I, I did not expect when um when I decided that we I was going back to play with the Longhorns and I got the green light to play the whole season with them. I did not expect to see what I expected. Like the standard has just improved like a million percent since I went over to Huddersfield. Like I can't even describe how much like the boys have come along and we're 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 every every year, every season, the Longhorns are getting the standard of rugby league in yeah, Ireland awesome. and chucking it up ten times. Because our team today would have bet bet our team that when I left for Huddersfield our team there yeah, on the well. weekend would have bounced by 100 points. It sounds like everyone's and improving that's that's, if that's the case because you're winning the seasons. grand final 24-10, so all the teams are sort of being dragged up as well. And, Ronan, you've kind of answered my next question without me having to ask it. You know, I wanted to know what the standard was like now compared to two years ago. And give, give me give me some examples of where it's improved and how it's gotten better in that time. Well, uh, I suppose first thing first, two years ago, I was playing centre for the Longhorns, <laughs> so... Um, I suppose we've got, we now we've come away from getting big rugby union bodies in and just ro- ro- trying to run straight over the top of people, and we've come into right. Let's actually play rugby league. Do you know what I mean? Let's let let let's play footy and give these teams a go and show that right. Listen, you can you can bring the best rugby union players and stick them on a pitch and say let's yeah. play rugby league, but you still can't do anything if we're if we know how to play rugby league. Do you know. So, like, if you looked at the Galway team and looked at our team, we were we we were a lot of kids. We were we were a lot of babies compared to them. The average age of our team was about twenty years old, and they had a, a lot of fully grown men rugby union players. But that didn't matter because you're playing a different sport, and that that's just I suppose what until people appreciate that and what we're doing in terms of we're actually teaching people from Ireland how to play rugby league rather than getting rugby union players and say give this a go. We're saying no, right? Forget about what you know from union as such. Forget about this running, running straight, fucking it up, 
and actually try it, try to take in what you're learning. And Emma can say that himself as a hooker, like that the, the way we've changed, changed over the past two years has been, we've broken down those barriers of, right, let's not, let, let's not run in ones, let's not, uh, just run straight in. No, and you get crucified now. You get crucified by, yeah, by well. the other teammates if you run by yourself, or even if you ta- even if you tackle by yourself. There's always three or four, especially against the, the, the Galway tribesmen who had like three massive Pacific or two massive Pacific Islanders, and and the rest of them were just massive as well. If you put, as someone said to me after the match, if you put man to man beside the Longhorns, the tribesmen, I'd say the the punter who, who didn't know the two teams would pick the tribesmen over us. And that's just the way, like that's just the way it is. Because they were kind of bigger, they were faster, but um, we were just super technical. We were up off the line very quick, and we didn't even need to throw shots in. We were just constantly putting on, putting them on their back, and especially one of their guys, Matt Fafita, like he he played with Connacht professionally, he played in the Heineken Cup. He was so big, presented they put him into flanker when he was playing with Connacht. You know, yeah, well. and that kind of tells you something. Um, so we were, we were, we we were ganging up on him at fours and fives, and. He didn't really start. He didn't really start to do damage until we we went down to twelve men uh, for the last. <laughs> until I went off, minutes. you mean? What you what you, what do you mean? Would you just fight down there, Ronan? Would you? Anyway, what, what happened, Ronan? You went off injured. Anyway. Oh yeah, Jesus! I said um, I said to our halfback, uh, put it on Custer Good's head, then we'll go down and we'll whack him. <laughs> So I went steaming down and I was about two meters in front of the next kick chaser through the whole kitchen sink at the bloke. And to be fair to the lad, he was probably about... <laughs> through the kitchen at you, lad. Yeah, I'd say he had about 15 kilos oh, well. on me all in the gut. So, uh, yeah, caught, caught, caught a nice one on the tempo. Got straight back up already before anyone's even said anything. I was saying, I'm all right, I'm all right. Started running back to get on. So I just hit the deck, you know, my eyes were looking at each other. So I, was I, was saying, right beside, I was right beside Ron and there was a physio on and stuff like that. And like, I'd rather, I, like, in a weird way, I was just kind of like, oh, look, I'd nearly rather fucking lose the match and Ronan be all right after, or like, if it was even James or, or Kevin or any one of the boys, just get them off the pitch now rather and, 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 and lose the match and go, look, like, like the health is more important, especially Especially these more, days, as a player, you, you, like, um, any, you ask any player, they're going to want to be yeah, tough and play on no like, matter what, but... That's what the physios are for. There's, there's, you know, we've got our, our futures ahead of our, us now. It's 100%. not just about playing the next 20 and being tough, which I, I know, Ronan, you're a tough tough lad, so no one's questioning that, mate. But, but Emmett, so tell me, like, the I'm, I'm loving hearing about how the rugby league clubs and rugby league players are learning rugby league and playing rugby league over there. It's not, because we see a lot of nations really take the, especially when they're getting started, and Irish domestic rugby league is really just getting started they always, you know, the first thing they do is try and find rugby union players to play rugby league. And it works at first, but at some point you need to say, all right, lads, like, we, we need rugby league players now. We need to turn some of you into rugby league players. And it sounds like you guys are doing exactly yeah. that. Is it is it the Longhorns leading the way? Are the other clubs doing the same thing? Or is it just, is that why you guys are undefeated for so long? I think, I think, yeah, look, I think it's, it's, it's probably a few of those things, Terry, to be honest with you. And like, full respect to all the way to they're really good rugby league players. Yep. We were just more technical. <laughs> See you, bro. All the best. Man. Uh, sorry, boys. Just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just outside my judiciary gym. <laughs> Thanks for making the time, buddy. Podcast, you know? So just in case, there's not just some strange lad shouting at me, it's on the boys. Um, so, but yeah, um, yeah, it's probably a few of those things, Carl. Like, full respect to all the way to like, like there was so such serious sportsmanship as well. Like even when 
even when you're mad, like Ronan and the fellow who, 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 who did finally, I suppose, win that small little battle, um, like he was, he was like, Jesus, he all right and stuff like that. He got up and he was doing his L woo and stuff like that, but straight away he was kind of like, there was a, there was a respect yeah, there because yeah. they were at each other for the whole match. Um, uh, we had a good, we had a good goal to be fair. Yeah, man. and like in fairness, you probably don't, you didn't, you, you were, you were pretty fucked Ronan, to be honest, man. But like he, he was, he was, he was like, he was, they were concerned about you, man. Like, like, and it was good to see that. Like they were, they're good ballers, but I think just, we're just cute around the rook. Um, and we, I think we're, we kind of read body language as well around the rook. We, we read body language in defense as well. Like we're really, we've gotten to that kind of technical level of what is he thinking? We're thinking of what the defense is actually thinking. And then we're manipulating our play off that. It's not just that let's get through the phases. Like Ronan will tell you, we'll even go, we'll, we'll, throw, we'll throw play on after, after two phases, you know? Um, it really just depends what's on yeah. the front. We are yeah. starting to play heads of rugby. I think you, we, you, you have to put a lot, like we talk about this, like great, we're playing and it looks good that we're, that we're winning this, but like Casey Dunn has been doing amazing stuff for the last four, five, six years in developing the game and, you know, he, he doesn't like being shouted out and stuff like that. Um, but, like, I think he deserves it because he's the reason why we're playing cute around the rook. He, he's saying we're not the biggest lads in the world. We need to be hitting our front really, really fast, getting up fast and using everyone else's okay. strength. Casey Dunn, that's your coach. And using it against them. Casey Dunn is our coach. He's been here. He's been there since the start uh, of, the, well, of, the, of the Longhorns, pretty much. Tony Dale set it up years ago. And the Longhorns used to be the team that everyone loved to play because oh, wow. you, you put 50 points in them. That was about a decade ago, just over a decade ago. Oh, the team that everyone put uh, put their put points on, and you know, it'd be it'd be a bit of a laughing match, you know. But, but Casey came in and he started to change things and he started to take things seriously. And like Casey yeah, well. is old school. He's, <laughs> he's old school. He's, you do about when we were training with the under 19s, he would have us right there for about six hours. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. No, that's I'm not, no, that's like, not, I'm not exaggerating. Like you, you'd be, you'd be like, okay, training starts at ten, and you'd be there till I like, could get to two or three o'clock in the day. Like, but oh, it'd be on the WhatsApp. <laughs> it's on till twelve. You <laughs> could be, yeah, it's it. But like that's how much passion he had for it, and he would, he would, he would eat the head off you. He'd, he'd, but he'd, he'd do it because he wanted. He's so passionate about yeah. kids achieving their dreams, like getting to play with Ireland. Like that's all he talks about. That young lad's going to be great. That young lad's going to be great. And he gives them... He, he, he's, not, he's actually really good. He's really good now. He's, really, he's a really good um, mentor to these young guys. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of the rude awakening. I think rugby union players kind of need it. They are going to switch codes and they are going to chase their, their dreams to try and maybe go professional over in England or further afield. You know, you kind of... It's not all, all, all sunshine and roses. You're going to have to put in the grit. And I think, you know, Casey... Casey Casey's the reason where we are today guys. and like yeah we went and played but yeah well it sounds like a great guy and, and obviously you know the proof is on the field you guys have been undefeated for so long Emmett tell me about let's talk about Ronan behind his back a little bit Ronan just uh, don't listen to this part but hey, what's it like what's it like what's it <laughs> Dude, can you bleep stuff out can you bleep stuff out you know beep, beep. I want you to bleep this out and I want you to make a snippet and put it on the on Facebook and all yeah, that. We won't, Ronan, we won't say that. Fucking prick. <laughs> but put it over, well, please, what's please. it, what's no, it like having him back at the it. club? Like, does it does does he walk around like the king, or do the boys like really get something out of it? You know, what's it like? <laughs> I think I think there's a, there's an element of it. Like you, you know, when you have a guy like Ronan around, there's there's an aura. There's an aura emitting from him, and you can feel it. There's shockwaves, you know, and 
that's good to have in the team. Um, and we had only so much time together before we were playing our first match. And Ronan was Ronan was bringing all these great plays in, but then like the, maybe some of the guys weren't up to the same standard, and there was kind of there was a lot there was a lot happening. So you know, it was like I think between our culture and and, and Ronan, like my culture and Ronan's culture when 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 he went over to England and the Longhorns culture culture, yep. we had to kind of amalgamate that. Uh, towards the end and it didn't really actually come together until the final because myself and Ronan and Ronan said we, we <laughs> have the biggest love-hate relationship ever but mate it's all love but on the pitch yeah. man oh man it's like uh, it's like Burton Ernie on, on yeah. I don't know some sort of you have seen the photo of me, me eating his head off. But listen, no, he's, yeah, he's when too I tell you why, when I tell you why, you don't put an you don't put an you don't put an octopus in the garage, do you? Why you you have a prop trying to play halfback? Like what's that all about? Uh, he, he, he's right though about the amalgamation of the cultures. Emma is just uh, just speaking on that. I know I interrupted you, but um, a lot like I had to I had to kind of I think I had to tone down a little bit of what what I expected of 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 the lads. They had to. Stepped the bar up when, like, when I when I came back, I said, "No, this is what we're doing this year, and this you can either sink or swim, you know." And it, and I, I think that's like the exiles scoreline in the in the game before the final might have made them look good, but that's just because we hadn't got that final click. And between myself and Emma, like Emma was controlling the middle of the pack, and I think that that just clicked against the tribesmen. Like Emma, we were on the same page, and maybe we weren't as much against. Against yeah. the exiles, but I think that with, with the extra two weeks with the final being postponed, we really just got to nail our, yeah. nail our shit down, you know. And just seeing it like, in the final, everyone knew exactly what I'm here. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do from this situation, and and then we got to develop like we developed our culture too. That right, if I push with him, he gets me a quick play the ball, then I get an easier carry rather than I can just sit on my ass and be lazy, and then I have to take a slow play the ball carry into six people, you know, and that. That that all developed, and that's from that comes more from the other lads than anything that I I got to do. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And Emmett will say that himself. That all the, like, all the rest of the people around me started, they, they just started to do things themselves. You know, I just gave them the tools and said what I needed to say. And sometimes it was me giving it to Emmett, but that's because I have yeah, a, yeah. a high standard for that bloke. Do you know what I mean? He's me hooker. If it, I have a high standard for what I want. I want him to do. I know what he can be, and sometimes I do take it out the wrong way. But that's just because I know what that. I've seen him. He's sure he's, he's nearly. He could have scored six tries in the grand final. There it sounds like there's a know? lot of t- tough love at the club when um, it works. What it, it's what's sort of working over there. It's. it's I think it's the honest. Like everyone's very honest with each other. Like and that's the, like and it's always been that way before Ronan was there. You know, Ronan's. You know, he's only here three years. Even if you count his time away, like we still consider him a Longhorn. He's only there a hot minute, and um, for, for for the last six seven years, man, like it's a very honest place, and the community and the culture that's around it. I think that's what keeps people there. Like Darcy Fergus, he's back in Australia. He's the come. He's a he's a, an Australian guy who, who came over to Ireland and he played with us for one or two seasons. And like he's like, I've never been a part of a team like this because we abuse each other, <laughs> we slag the shit out of each other, yep. and we're very honest with each other. You know. Um, and we have all these mad names for each other, and we like we will we will be honest, but at the same time, like there's nothing like it, there's not there's no it's 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 a community. There's just when we talk about culture, like you really have to em- emphasize the C in that because it really is a culture. It is a really strong culture we have. It's like for example, I, I guess the exiles. There was a flying. I went in for my second, so I was disallowed. 
and there was a flying boot came in and against one of their biggest guys, one of their talisman. And it was lucky the ball was at my face. And before I knew it, I was up to push this guy. I was like, that was probably a bad idea. He's pretty massive. And then the rest of the boys just come flying in. All of them. Like, and there's just, and I know that's normal, but it's, it, was like, it was like a swarm of piranhas coming in. Everyone was so tightly together and everything. It's just, there's something special about the team and you can't put your finger on it. You just have to be in and experience it. And I think, I think that like, our supporters and our, like, I don't know if you call them fans. Like, can we call them fans? We call them supporters. I, I don't know. We call them supporters, know. but, um, like, they're, all of our elders. They're, they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. Like, it's, like, it's, it's just a special, it's a special place. Like, yeah, you feel like you can't lose, isn't that right, Emma? Like, when we're, when we go out, you don't feel like we can actually lose the game. Like, I knew yeah. when I went off. When I went off, I yeah, knew well. that the boys weren't going to lose the game. You know, I knew it didn't matter anymore. Like, you feel like you can't lose when we play together, and that's yeah. different than, you just, you know that the lads are in it for each other, do you know what I mean? Because none of the lads get paid yeah. for this, you know? It's not like yeah. they're making a wage from, from this. Well, I, I didn't tell you what I'm on. My, my contact details are actually really, yeah, uh, on the whole show. There's no podcast fees either, boys. Well, uh, so, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> when, uh, when Rona was talking about, like, when it clicked in the grand final, we, me and Rona were at loggerheads because we wanted the exact same thing. But we were just trying to figure out how to do it. And yeah, but we we had a short season this season. So we're trying to we're trying to get the best out of everyone. Rona's still trying to develop as a player. I'm trying to I'm trying to do my own thing. I'm trying to I'm trying to like win. And and, and we're trying to come to this, this area. And it came to a point I think it was in the second or third minute, Rona, where we both looked at each other and we both made different calls and we just went, Right, okay, I think we know it just we didn't even need to there wasn't a, a, a coherent sentence yeah. spoke between the two of us. It was really like but it just clicked and we just thought, okay, we know what we're going to do. Connor Creevy scored a try and then we just started rolling on after that. And it was just, it was just simple. We were able to, we were able to just do what we needed to do then. It just clicked, as Ronan said, but it was that miscommunication because I'm as competitive as Ronan, Ronan's compe- as competitive as me. And, you know, we're, it's just the way it happened. Like, but yeah, no, big ups to Ronan. Like, he's going to do great things. And, like, it was brilliant to get even just the yeah. younger guys exposed to someone like that because. 15, 16, 17 year olds, they need to be, they need to have a narrative, they need to have a, uh, have a dream and seeing the guy like Rona going over to England, that's a massive thing and I think that's, that's what, if I was around someone like that when I was 15, 16 or 17, sounds like I'd be, I'd yeah, it sounds like you got a good role model there for the film. younger guys. Ronan, did you feel like, like did the players on the opposite team sort of obviously know who you are, did you feel like you had a target on your back? Did you feel a bit like Sonny Bill Williams coming back to the Roosters? I wouldn't say that level, but no, there was no doubt. Like I won't, I won't, I won't say that uh, everyone was out to get me or feel sorry for myself, really. But there was no doubt that I could suck, um, suck bodies into me when when I was around the ball. Like, and I, I'd, I'd say that was probably Galway's biggest downfall, really. Like, uh, like that. All I had to do was, and I didn't carry as much as I usually would because. They come shooting in, and I just hit hit someone on a tip line, and they go clean from fifty meters. So, em, Emmett's first try, everyone was staring at me, and Emmett goes, "No thanks." Sent the markers both yeah, the same know. way, and went the length of the pitch. Do you know what I mean? And 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 then the next the next try, em, me and Emmett are shouting at each other, saying different calls, going mad at each other, and all the kerfuffle. And Emmett goes straight over and <laughs> dives over the line again because everyone's everyone's staring at it. And uh, don't get me wrong, with me and Emmett probably should have had the same call, but. All the noise just sent sent Emmett straight over the line, and that and that's what happened, as he said, when Freebie scored as well. That 
in in that sense, yeah, of course you have to. You're aware that everyone wants to wants to put the money shot on the lad who's gone across the sea. Like, what's he doing playing for his old amateur team? Like, do you know what I mean? But it, it, it's in a way, it's like you you kind of think yourself as like, okay, I have to I have to show these lads something as you well as pressure, I still have yeah. something to prove. Do you know what I mean? And I always think. Um, yeah, well, like when I when I go into these Longhorns games, I just think of uh, Payne Haas mm. because he played full eighty minutes in mm. the NRL. You know what I mean? He's playing in the middle, and I always I look up to him. I say, "Geez, if he can do full eighty minutes in the NRL and he's playing prop, then there's no reason that I shouldn't be able to kill it, kill it right now." Do you but know, what? you tackle the fellow with your head, and that's why you didn't get the full eighty minutes, lad. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough it is a tough technique but look it sounds like it sounds like um the, the cohesion it took a few weeks to get there and this season was a short one we've mentioned you guys have mentioned it a few times but Emmett explain to the listeners what a what a typical um Irish domestic season would look like normally and what it looked like this year because of COVID-19 yeah I suppose, like standard wise, like standard wise, uh, it'd be it'd be it'd be big, heavy bodies. It'd be very attritional matches. Um, it'd be a mix of mix of kind of levels, um, and you're looking at maybe twelve matches, um, even more probably. I'm, I'm going to be killed for this. I don't even care. I don't even care how many matches you have. I just went and played. But matches a season. Now nah, we've uh, we've we've. Upwards of 20 domestic games, and then we have, you know, Ireland clubs and stuff like that, and touring teams, Challenge Cup, um, Labrador Challenge Cup, and stuff like that. So you could be looking at about, um, if you, if you, if you were a decent playing, like, about 30 games. But, like, I think, I think the creme de la creme is when you kind of, you go over to England, uh, or, or the English kind of teams come over to you, and you're kind of picking yeah. up little things off them. Um, like when I, I think when when this all started for Longhorns, we start getting good because we were losing. Still, uh, a team called Queensbury, ARLFC came over, and um, they were they, and, and the guy who came over with them, their coach, he actually founded the Longhorns years and years ago, and they just came over for a piss up. But um, they we seen them tackling them fours and fives, and they were just getting stuck in. And we this is the first time we've been actually exposed to a proper. Club, amateur club team. We were like, holy shit, we're, we're going to need to pull this together. We end up going in, we end up just kind of mirroring how they play to a certain extent, but brought our own little ruggedness to it. Um, and, and, and we've done all right, we end up losing on the day. But to answer your question, you're looking at about well, probably 30 to 35. But And you had, I don't know. If you close one eye, you close the other eye. And this season, you had three rounds before the final. So, Obviously, a massive difference. We've nothing. We've nothing this season. No, massive difference, and you miss it. Like absolutely miss it because, as I said, the culture it's a really community-driven sport in Ireland. Um, it's very close to everyone. Everyone knows everyone. Um, for, for good or for bad, like, but you know, you're all in it together. So it's kind of it was, it was pretty frustrating. Uh, I think especially for like the older heads who can't play rugby, rugby league anymore, and um, because they love like the sport has always come down like. And they're consistent. I guess but, all we can yeah, all we can do yeah, is hope that next enough. season's sort of back to some sort of normality, um, and we'll just see how we go. But it's good that it's good that the season happened, and there were hiccups along the way. There was a game cancelled. There was a week off because of COVID restrictions, and we it, it, there was was there a point there where you guys thought that maybe the season wouldn't be completed? 
when the news came out that they were changing the restrictions and they postponed the game, obviously for us, like we had the we had the momentum coming off the back of the the Dublin City Exiles game, and we like we were ready to go straight in into the final. But in hindsight, it was probably good because we got to just uh, develop. I suppose just having two weeks before mm. the final actually ended up getting played just gave us more time just to develop. And it let, it let me and everyone else like touch yeah. base, touch base more with, with each other. Like we have. We have myself and James Mulvaney who are both senior internationals now and then Matt Cold as well as a senior international. You have Casey there who has senior international experience and then all the other lads who have played 19s or students level or Irish clubs and you have all them touching base together. A lot of, we had a lot of young lads play this year, two 17-year-olds and a few 18, 19-year-olds and when you have all these lads touching base with those younger lads, Jesus, if I wish I had that when I, when I first started off with the Longhorns or with rugby league in Ireland in general. So I suppose, although we thought maybe, oh shit, the seasons might be cancelled, we got we got a good chance to actually develop, push the game forward just through our club alone. Do you know what I mean? So all the lads who have Longhorns down as their amateur club got a bit more extra experience touching basic. We had we had um, this 15-year-old lad, he was out running on the streets in a town called Lakshini, and uh, our mate, Australian lad named Rory, seen him out jogging and said, Oi, mate, <laughs> you want to play rugby league? You want to play rugby league? Yeah. <laughs> Your man's just out for a jog, and he goes, all right. Is that who that 15, is 15 that who years that old, comes down trading with the long one, probably never seen anything like it in is his that, life. Is that, is that Igor? No, no, the, the other blondie lad, yeah. No, blondie, I didn't know he, that. He's after coming down, he, and he hasn't stopped training. He's been at every single session since, and come come to everything, and he's, he's literally come to everything. And he's done well. Like like no, he's loving it. He's fifteen. Well, he's, well he's done well. He played in the he played in the game after Irish for the third place playoff, um, and he done really really well. That was his first proper game, and he wasn't afraid to get. What a great like, what a great recruitment technique, though. Just um, see a, a lad run past and say, "Hey, come and play footy." Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. If only jobs came around that easy. It's <laughs> incredible. And, and what was, um, Ronan, what was the, the grand final celebration like after the victory? What did you guys get up to? Can you can you share that or not really? Oh, well, uh, I, I'll, share, I'll share the bits that we can. So there's still restrictions here, unfortunately. No clubs or anything are open, but we all got together in a, a local a local Irish pub, nice and warm. You call it a house nearly, a chock, a chock tavern. Yeah, that's what it means in Irish. So it means like it's like a, a house pretty much for, for the people. So um, we went. We went to a local. It's in Gormanstown, just beside my my town, just the next town up. And we had had a few tables there, and we got a feed and had a few few points of Guinness, and uh, you know, just completely behaved ourselves all as lads, and um, didn't di- didn't do anything that you wouldn't that you wouldn't do yourself. You know, <laughs> we had a we 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 had a good celebration. To be fair, like that's that's the fourth in a row, and we we all, we all. I suppose just getting the lads together afterwards. So one of one of the boys, oh, a yeah. halfback, broke his arm in two. Broke his arm completely. Broke his arm in two, and even yeah, he cool. came came down for the celebrations. You know, so um, he got a red cast as that... well for the Longhorns. He actually got a red cast as well for the Longhorns. As well, yeah, so. yeah. So I, I suppose that's that's one of the biggest things I suppose for us because we are an amateur an amateur team. Is that, that all right? We want used to have a, a serious go on the pitch, but afterwards we yeah, all get good. together and we're all like brothers. You know, we're all best mates. You know, I mean, like. And that, that, that's the best bit about it, isn't it? That's about why we play footy at the end of the day, because we all get together and we all have a beer at the end of it and, and enjoy ourselves, you know? So 
that 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 was savage, and we had all the cups out on the table and all, and um, all the all the waitresses <laughs> were loving us except for Emma because he had great hair. Four four grand finals in a row, mate. Does it does it get less special, or is, like where does this one sit amongst the others? I just like to clarify that I was actually only there for fifteen <laughs> minutes. It didn't have a point in me, um, so that's why that's why the way. And I know the no coaches are listening to him. Okay. Um, so, um, man, that hurts, man. Why would you say something like that, man? It's not my fucking going great. No, no, look, um, does it get any more special? I think your your perspective changes a little bit. Like Toby Ennis and, and, and young guys like that that are, that are coming through, they're experiencing this at such a young age, and I didn't get to experience it until I was 20 years of age when in All-Ireland. Um, and I, I've done it in Union uh, under 20s level at, a, at the top level, and um, I've, done it, I've done it now in Rugby League four times, and it's, does it get any less special? No, it's just your perspective, your perspective changes, so it becomes special in a different way. So where once it was more selfish, now, uh, now my selfishness comes from kind of a selflessness kind yeah. of in a no, way, if that makes sense. In terms of, I want the I want the other guys to feel like you know have the experience that I had, but even surpass that, and like hopefully at that young age they'll go on to do bigger and better things. Like like as good as Ronan is, well, there's about ten of yeah. them in the country that have yet to be found. There's probably even more, and Ronan will even admit that. Like Ronan's amazing, but he'll even say to you, "There's guys here that are coming up, and they are hungry." And they're going to get themselves over things, and they're going to do well if they keep the head down, and they just um, they just do well. But I think we have a culture in the Longhorns that allows for fun, but also allows for allows for people That's to awesome, actually man. dream and, what, and achieve those things. If, if they, but the thing is, well, they have to show the drive that like, Ronan showed, showed. Because Ronan went out there. Yeah, Ronan went out what there. What it sounds like is too, so. the Ronans of the world have been able to set op- like lead the way, like set, open that pathway up, and. These these younger guys just need to follow that, you know. So it's um, it's yeah. It's I think it's 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 like what happens is you kind of need the guy who does the four minute yeah. mile, you know, because once the four minute mile is broken, because before before Ronan yeah. there was Brian Carney who was playing Super League, and then there was nobody. There was really nobody like um before that. I, I well, someone will correct me again, like, but there like to my knowledge there was nobody. So like when I was watching rugby. Brian Kearney converted over to Union when I was nine or ten, and like he was, he done okay with Munster, like he done fine at Munster, and he did, like done, he actually done pretty well. Like, but when we went, like there was no one yeah. for like my age when I was maybe fifteen or sixteen over in England playing Super League. So like, like the belief for me wasn't there. I just had to like there was no there was no door to be batted down. But Ronan's done the whole four minute mile with going over to England and doing that and. I, think I hope so, man. Yeah, we want we want the door to stay open this time. Over, and like in in your friend group, Ronan, like with James as well. James yeah. is over. He has some trials over in England, and he could he could potentially do very well. And he's after getting very fit and very strong. So, and he was man of the match, and he was he was smashing lads all day. Wow. He put an eight minute shift as well. <laughs> at prop, he was I'm making breaks in a whole lot. I hope that's not a now, is it? <laughs> what? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably look up to the same guy, um, but. No, like, like, like he he has great potential to do really good stuff, and he's a really good guy. Like, and Kevin, he he, he can do really good stuff. Um, and then there's younger guys who who can who can really come through the fold uh, and and hopefully break that four minute mile and and head head over to England or even to Australia, like, um, preferably Australia. Like, I think I think just the lifestyle down there for the guys and the quality of football and the entertainment side of the football that that's played down there is definitely a. Uh, 
definitely more enjoyable to my eyes anyway. That's no, I can I, say I, it would be good to see a few more more yeah. of you guys over here. It would uh, make make that game that little bit little bit better. Now, now tell me as well, winning winning the All Irish Grand Final that pretty much gives you a ticket to the, the Challenge Cup next year. Is that right? I, I was only there 15 minutes and the boys were slagging me because they go, I know, make a speech, make a speech before you leave. And I was like, right, boys, enjoy tonight. What's that thing the Challenge Cup straight away? I've totally gone past. I've, I've, like, it's finished. Like, the grand final to me is over and done with. I'm, I'm, I'm in training for the Challenge Cup now. I'm, I'm getting ready for that because as much as we feel like we were robbed last year in the Challenge Cup, I think, like, we have to take accountability and extreme ownership onto ourselves. And um, and go for it this year, and and, and leave it without a shadow, a shadow of a doubt that it's going to be our game. We're going to have to pull pull some serious stuff together for it, um, and hopefully it goes ahead because I want that kind of competition. I want that competition for the younger guys. Like, and I say younger guys, I'm 24, but like you know, we're young. With, with, with the age of our Longhorns team, I suppose Emma yeah, is yeah. an old guy on our team because we have that many young young blokes on the team and. That, that's the exciting thing that we're doing this with a team that could nearly play under tw- under 23s nearly as I said but no, like it, it, uh, we, we have such a young team and to, going going into the Challenge Cup for these lads is going to be the best thing and I, I, I doubt I'll be around for the Challenge Cup but I have no doubt that Emma and everyone else is going to take take what we did this season and just drive us forward again because every year after the Challenge Cup they just come back better and better and I've been I've been to watch nearly all of them since I've been over in England and Jesus, it's, it's it's a different gravy to watching everyone play. Everyone just goes right. Do you know what I mean? Like, because I, I suppose the same with Australians and, and English, Irish yeah. and English, they always want to have a dig at each other. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. when, when in, fairness, to, in fairness to the in fairness to the English, now we go over like it's mainly Northern England. We go over to and the hospitality we are shown is oh, they're class, they're class, they're they're class. They're, like, and you probably know that from just even living over there. Like, if you just even mention. I don't know if you say anything like you are Irish, you are Irish. <laughs> my grandfather's Irish, me, oh. and uh, and they couldn't do enough for you then. Like and, and I mean, like I've friends out in Manchester and the whole lot, and like beyond the pub, and you he, he wouldn't even let me well. put my hand into my pocket. And I think that goes for everyone in Northern England as well. They're tough, they're strong, and they'll put it to you. But they're also they're also yeah. um, they're also very hospitable, and they've, they've always looked after our team when we've gone over. Um, maybe because we're Irish. Well, or maybe because they're just really, really lovely, and I think it's the whole thing. It is a thing more than hospitality in England. So, and what, yeah. Do you think a Challenge yeah, Cup win, like a game victory over there, is sort of the next step in development for you guys? Like you've won four all, all Irish championships. The Challenge Cup victory has to be on the cards soon as the next step. I think. I think it's about history cards. I think it's about history, and like if we if we become complete because there's. You see, before us, all, all Ireland were all Ireland were won, and people didn't go and play in the Challenge Cup. Because teams were hockey. We were hockey the first year by fifty points. So we went back the next year. We lo- just about lost to Loch Lane. Went last year. We should have won it. Mm. You should have beat Loch Lane as well. Loch Lane. Loch Lane was yeah. Like we have to take accountability for that. Um, like we can. We are like after after going over the Challenge Cup. Sometimes you think like. A bunch of Irish lads out in the town after a match, and you're like, ah, yeah, look, it's a bit of crack. But after that, that game against Norman tonight, we were in a, we were you know having a dinner afterwards, and there was guys having constructive criticism, fights over food, like not like, and just kind of trying to figure out where things went wrong, and the, like the passion that was shown there, and I was like, 
I said to Casey, I think I said to Casey, like, I don't see this as a bad thing. I really don't. That every, like, only five of us end up, yeah. five or six of us end up going out in the drink, like, you know, and like, and we couldn't even go out properly because it was a Sunday. So, like, imagine that. But anyway, um, <laughs> couldn't even drown our sorrows properly. But, um, like, it was that kind of, it, it's become that kind of atmosphere. So, where teams weren't, when they were winning the all Ireland, they weren't playing in the Challenge Cup because of that fear. We are now going in. We are we are facing that adversity, and we're going forward with it. After we win the first round of the Challenge Cup, we have to win the, win the second round and the third round. And what is it going to be next? I don't know what it's going to be next, but we need... We don't know where we're going. We just want to do crazy stuff that people are going to remember and create experiences for, 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 for families, for our families and, and friends and the supporters and, and for everyone, really, because... When we look back at it, we have something special here. When we look back, we want to go, we gave that everything. You know, this could just be a golden generation. This could be, there could be nothing after this. This could be like basketball in the 80s in Ireland. Basketball in the 80s in Ireland was massive. They're massive. You're bringing over guys that were nearly touching the NBA, you know. Um, it could be that for us. But I hope it's not. I hope we create some kind of longevity out of it. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's probably the answer. We're going to do as much as we can and do the craziest stuff that we can, it's a, and we will not show it's away from a, I'm, it. I'm confident so you can get that first win at least, and then from there, who knows? But you, you guys are talking about, you know, how young this team is, and, you know, you've got a good decade together. You're going to be strong for another 10 years, the Longhorns, right? But Yeah, but, but, but yeah, but we, you, you can't, you, we don't look at a decade from now. We look at how can we, how can we take massive action? How can yeah. we take massive action to get massive wins? We're all about massive action to do what we need to do. We're not saying we're not we're not we're not we're not doing the whole pipe dream yeah. thing saying, Oh look where we could be in ten years. We're going, where do we need to be next week? Where do we need to be next month? Even though there's we have fun, we're actually I think very, that's good. It's that whole taking whole it one thing, game at a time. You know? And 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 how do you, does that translate to the younger lads? Like is there like is there are there under eighteens, under sixteens, under fourteens? Are there school? Is there school rugby league over there? Like, or is that the plan? Do you now need to translate this culture and this passion to the next guys coming through, so that it can be, it can last longer? I think, I think anyone that comes in, it's just it's an infectious atmosphere. We'll, we'll welcome them in, like the, that that young fellow Blondie who came in <laughs> from a jog. That, now that I found out, wow. Um, but that fella, that fella who came in, they, they, the young guys, and they had their shoulders down, their, head, their heads down and everything. The first thing I went up to them, I was like, what are you doing? Put your shoulders back, put your chin up, you're a longhorn now, let's go. Like, this is the kind of thing you get, you get straight into them, you get straight into them. You're one of us now, you're a champion now. You just start acting like a champion. We'll have fun after, we always have fun in our water break. We're a very open group. Um, like, it's, uh, it's crazy, like I've shared... I shared, I shared a room in, in nearly every different continent with my, one of my best friends, Matt Conley, who I only know exclusively through rugby league. Um, and I haven't been anywhere as far as with my family. You know what I mean? You're creating very special connections and you always have that time for fun. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, I think there's, once yeah. you have a culture, it's hard to break it. Um, so we just have to keep feeding it, keep feeding it the positivity and make sure that, that everyone is having fun. When it becomes too serious, I think that's when we'll all just step away. It has to be, it has to be yeah, fun. It has yeah, to be electric yeah. as well. It sounds like something yeah. special. And as long, like I keep saying, as long as those pathways are open, I don't think we're going to get like a professional team in Ireland anytime soon, but there's certainly talent there that can feed through to the professional no. ranks and then 
after that, you never know. But I, I think it sounds like for the first time in a lo- ever, maybe in Ireland, there's a there's a sort of foundation and a base there. And it, it, to correct me if I'm wrong, but there's there seems to be more people playing rugby league. There seems to be more fans watching games, and and like people are starting to notice the sport yeah. over there. Carl, when, you, when, you, when you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there as well, like we're not going to have. I don't. I don't believe personally. I, I can't speak for anyone else. I don't believe in a professional team in Ireland for the next ten years. I believe in prevention, not a cure. I think you put a professional team in Ireland, you're going to get a load of guys, yeah. maybe over from England or something like that, and you'll you'll have. They'll be good. They'll be great, but. People want to see their, their, their friends starting from nothing because everyone likes the underdog story and then going up and then doing it and, and making it. And I think the only way to do that is to do it through grassroots level. Do it slow. It's like eating your greens. <laughs> Don't eat the magic pill. Yeah. Eat your greens, you won't get sick. Eat your greens, you won't get sick. And that's what we need to do. We need to get, put everyone on a diet of bloody veganism, okay, for the next 10 years. <laughs> it's going to be a slow process. It's going to be a slow process. Slow, but it's going to pay off in the long run because there's the more the more kids the more kids that achieve their dreams honest to god no but like the more kids that end up like Ronan there's going to yeah. be their families that are going to tag along and their friends that are going to tag along yeah and they like I, and, and it's going to grow from there we need to, we need agree, to help people yeah. get to where they want to I be. agree with you man that's, we just might need a sexier analogy than eat your greens but I think I think the, the idea is right <laughs> yeah, yeah I know yeah, yeah. but like you'll remember it though that's the thing you'll remember it no, just, just on that though, like what, what Emma is saying is that, like, yeah, although he's putting it absolutely arse ways, um, the, de- the development of the game is improving here and we do need to get it coming through the schools now. We have, as I think our youngest age at the moment is under 16s and they might get four or five games a year. But when Emma was between like 16s to 19s level, I hope you don't mind if I say that, they got absolutely smashed. And then my age came through. When Emma's level came through, they got smashed by Wales or Scotland or wherever they played. And then my age came through. We did, gave Wales a dig and everyone was like, wow, this is the first team that's ever put it up to, put it up to anyone. And, and we had a few players who've actually stuck it out through and were playing for the long run, probably four or five from my age group. But then next year below us, they're the young lads who are playing for the long ones this round. They were the first wow. under 16s level to ever win a game at under 16s level. Like my age was the first ever under 19s level to ever win a game. We beat Italy at the European Championships in 2018. But they were the first under 16s level to win a game and they went and beat Scotland. And now these 17 year olds are pulling on a jersey for open wow. age against 30 year olds for the long run. So it's actually not my, it's not my age that were the that were the golden generation. Although people thought, oh, well, these lads have actually done something all right. It's the year below us now and the years coming below that we really need to push up through the ranks, push up through under-19s domestically students and then follow through with a school system that has yeah. age-grade rugby league. Because that's what that's that's what that's the next step. The professional team, although Twitter wants the professional team and everyone wants to see Dub- Dublin, the capital of Ireland, great piss up away, and a great weekend in a way to have a professional team. What we actually do need to do is get age grade level rugby league being played. And that is the process of that is starting. And that is all starting at the home of rugby league and in the Longhorns. And that's what I, I don't care what anyone says. The, the development of the game is coming from us. We had a 
we are the, I suppose, the first people who are actually forcing the development of the game. Yeah, that's great. That's what we want to hear, man. And I'm glad it's happening because, you know, we we look at your eyes, Ronan, over a couple of years of playing rugby league and what you've achieved so far, and there's still a long way to go. But imagine you played as a six-year-old or a seven-year-old, you know what I mean, and, and really grew up with the game. It would be game out. It would be, that would be it. You'd be... You know what I mean? So we that's we want to see that coming through in Ireland, and I think there's certainly potential there in the Longhorns. It's good to hear you guys are leading the way. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no, 100%. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, more rugby league experience for any young lad. Is, that's exactly what you need. And that's wish, what I wish I had. And even, even over at Huddersfield, they just said, like, other lads my age, they've been yeah. playing this game yeah. since they could they could walk, do you know what I mean? And I've just opened yeah. Emma Emma's the same, he just picked up and if if he had more of a pathway at his age and the lads that were at his age, if they had more of a pathway, you never know where, where they could have gone. But I suppose Emma and everyone his age and yeah. everyone my age is looking at the next generation saying, right, what can we do better for them and how can we pave away? Because when we're playing for the long ones in the Challenge Cup or in the All-Ireland Final, it's more than just, oh, we're just playing to, to have another yeah. star above the Longhorns on our jersey. No, we're playing to set a tone that, right, we can be the team that developed the game because uh, even if another team even if Galway or someone else may have won the All-Ireland this year I still think we would have been standing tall as the number one team in Ireland for development of the game and putting the most players through each year to 19, 16 students yeah, and it, Ireland club Ronan, tell me a little bit about your um, short term future so what, are you are you, plan- are you going to be able to get out to Huddersfield this season or what's the what's the go there? That's the goal anyways, um, I suppose just logistically sorting that out now. I know I'll be back next season no matter what Huddersfield now. That's uh that that that's a hundred percent happening for the twenty twenty one season. But it's just a matter of me yep. logistically sorting out between now and then. Because obviously it wasn't anticipated for me to be back so soon. No one could have predicted this coronavirus and there, yeah. there is unfortunately a salary cap and all those things. So uh it's just a matter of between me and them sorting out sorting out an arrangement to get me back over and playing because that's all I want to do. I just keep saying to them, I'm, I'm, I'm on the buzzer every day saying, yeah, get me back over. I'm ready to go. Like um, I've just been been working to keep myself busy and that and just training away. A uh, bit of Gaelic football, a bit of hurling, obviously league with the Longhorns and that. But keeping fit. I'm, just, I'm just waiting for the call yeah, really good. and then I'm on the next flight over. Yeah, yeah, doing and my best. Any, anyway, has there been any chat best. with the Canberra Raiders or, or any NRL clubs or has it sort of been a bit muted? over the last, you know, during this period? Yeah, there, there hasn't been much, to be fair. Um, unfortunately... Hello? What's it? She's saying something, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, yeah, there hasn't been much, unfo- unfortunately, to be fair, but I think that Huddersfield is kind of the, the next step for now. I don't I don't believe I'll be going back to Australia. I think that's kind of, not necessarily a door shut, but yep. a path diverted for now in the matter of that. I, I don't think I'll be going back in the immediate future. I'm glad that I built that bridge with the Raiders. I still have a great relationship, but I think they've said, "Listen, back back to the Super League for now," and that's that's fair, that's fine by me. I, I had a great time over in Australia, and I'd love to go back. But I know, I, at least I know where I stand with it now. Because a lot of the twenties competitions, yeah, exactly. like there's nothing really happening yeah. over there at twenties yeah. level, you know, and. Uh, and uh, I won't. I won't be signing a, an NRL contract right at this minute, anyway. And there's still a long way to go in your career. Don't worry about that. And 
I um the final question for you, Ronan, for tonight, man, or for or for this morning, for tonight for you, but this morning for me. I spoke to um a few weeks after our last chat on the podcast, I spoke to your your, your Giants teammate Ashton Golding, and uh, who of course is will be probably playing for Jamaica at the next World Cup. You'll probably be playing for Ireland. He had a little bit of a challenge for you. I'm paraphrasing, but he he was really looking forward to Jamaica playing Ireland because he was going to get to play against you. Did you have any um any words for your for your teammate? Well, yeah, James. I know Ash was on um on your podcast there just after me, and then Michael Lawrence, Bruno, and Jordan Turner also will probably be kitting out for Jamaica in the World Cup. So um, they do think they're going to beat us. I'm not going to lie. They. They, they, they're really fancying it, and I'm hearing a lot of noise from Jamaica's end, and we're just staying quiet. I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to it though, because I get on, I get on great with the lads at Huddersfield, and especially those boys, they're top men, and I'm really looking forward to actually getting to play against them because um, this year I think Jamaica just had, or last year even had a friendly against the Knights, and obviously we were still qualifying for the World Cup, so we didn't really have any any time for friendlies. But now that we actually can have a a proper game against each other, it should be class. Like I, I'm absolutely buzzing for them, and I, I really hope that they, <laughs> they pipe down a little. Uh, giving it, giving it socks all of the, all of those boys, giving the socks that they're gonna beat us and all. But I, I, I really hope we get the win because I have no doubt that we can. Because no, well, you're meant to beat them Irish, down, mate, by beating them. But I'm looking forward to that game more than most in that in the opening rounds because just speaking to to you guys and getting to know you guys, it's, um, it's gonna. Uh, there's a bit of there's a good little rivalry there, a little, little friendly rivalry. I think that's fantastic. Oh yeah, no, it's class, man. Of, of course, like, I can't, I can't wait for it. There's nothing better than when you get to play against, play against old mates, you know. And that's that's the best thing, and that that's what international rugby gives that you don't have necessarily at, at like any level, even at professional. It's like you don't get to necessarily play against yep. your, your your teammates. Do you know what I mean? Like I've I've played for Ireland with with lads. I've got to go play academy against like one of my one of my best mates from who I played under 19s level at Ireland with plays for Widnes, and we get to have a dig at each other then, and then we. We meet up together afterwards and go for a feed and a beer, you know, and that's the best thing about it. Like that's what that's what you don't get in other sports and in in, in anything else really that you get to actually go out, try take your mate's head off, and then afterwards you text each other, <laughs> you meet up together and say, "Oh, how are you getting on, yeah, Like nothing's just happened, you know what I mean? And you're doing it for your country as it's well. It's going to be so great. We're all looking better, forward really. to it. Um, I think we've lost Emmett. Emmett, are you there, mate? Oh, he's off. He's off. <laughs> it sounds like we've lost him, but I wanted to give him a final word on the Irish domestic season for next year. Ah, oh, here he is. He's back. Nah, boys, Don't worry, I'm lads. Emmett, I wanted to give yeah, you a right. final word, mate. But... I was just putting on me. I was just putting on me. I'm glad you're wearing thing. pants now, mate. That's good. Um, what? What? Um, final word, I guess. So, what's? What does next season look like for for the Longhorns? And how can our listeners get behind behind you guys and follow along with what you're doing? So yeah, the best thing you can do is get in contact with us. We're all about community and building 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 bridges with everyone else. Um, so yeah, just get onto us on Instagram, get onto us on Facebook, Longhorns OL or Longhorns Rugby League, and we'll have a website up soon enough and everything. So get in contact with us, and you know, hopefully we can we can start to collaborate with other clubs around the world and, and grow the game uh, grow the game everywhere. Sounds great, boys. Well, look. Congratulations once again on the grand final. It sounds like the future is bright over there. And uh, yeah, thank you for chasing kangaroos with me. Uh, thanks for having us on. Have a nice day. Bye. 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 Bye.